What's it like running a business with your spouse? During this episode of Cruise Through HTX, I'm joined by my friends Juan and Angelica Alaniz. They're going to share their experience of working together as a couple and the challenges and benefits that come with it. You're going to hear them highlight the importance of supporting and pushing each other as well as the need to trust each other's instincts. They're going to share their journey of launching a podcast and organizing a successful conference, emphasizing the value of seeking mentors and building relationships. I thoroughly enjoyed having them over and speaking with them about their business journey. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did putting it together for you, then please hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing with your family and friends. Hi, I'm Ed Sheeran. This is Bruno Mars. Hey, it's Katy Perry. This is your man Florida with Freddie Cruz. This is AJ Mitchell with Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Yo, let's go pick Mr. 305 and you already know what it is. My name is Freddie and it's time to cruise through HTX. Inquiring minds want to know, what's it like working with your spouse on Helica Ladies First? I remember when he would go off to work, I would complain that when he was off of work, he would come back and then do his blogging thing. So he was just always working. That's very fortunate for us to be able to work together. But there are, it comes with the challenges. Like I said, being together all the time can be weighing on the relationship. The way, also. She's, the way she says it, <laughs> no, first she started that real nicely. And now it's like, she didn't say all the time. Oh, you're with each other all the time. She said, you're with all each other the time. all the time. Period. The time. <laughs> wow. Like I can hear the, the punctuation and the font changes. It's all caps. Feel the love. Juan, what about you? What's your favorite part about working with Angelica? I, I think it's similar because I think it, 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 to me, it's the, when we first started working together, we were able to travel a lot more. So we were able to go like to different places mm-hmm. and we would work on, you know, while we were uh, mobile. And I think that was really great. Um, the other thing, you know, that I have to say is like, for me, I'm very, uh, you know, I like to like, I'm very kind of task oriented and she's very creative. So I think in that, from that aspect, we work very, really well together in terms of like, I'm always like, Oh, this like structured thing. And she, you know, it comes with a big idea and then like kind of figuring out how to mesh that and make it work together. Uh, for me, it keeps me kind of inspired and like, uh, motivated. I feel like that dynamic works very well. Yeah. Now I feel bad. He has a lot more nice words <laughs> than I did. <laughs> yeah, there was no like, oh, well, I'm with her all of the time. We're really good at kind of pushing each other um, when, whenever we need to. Because like, it's like, um, you know, if, if you know, I'm feeling doubtful or she's feeling doubtful, you know, we, we feed off of each other. So we're like, hey, so this is going on or whatever. And we usually can push each other forward. Like, and, you know, I think that's a, that's one, uh, one other thing that's developed that hasn't always been that way. You know, we, before it was a lot more like, oh, I have my ideas and you have your ideas. And now mm-hmm. it's a lot more like, uh, I think we understand each other a lot better, not only as a married couple, but I think also as, you know, two people that own a business together and that are working towards a, a mutual goal. What was the last time that yeah there was some conflict maybe about like I mean is there well that was a terrible idea or yeah. golly you're working too hard and you messed it up Juan you're overthinking it it hasn't been that long ago <laughs> it was just this year actually and it's only the beginning of January yeah yeah no, I mean I think the thing is like when you're when when she's a creative and I'm like the person that always is like, no, but how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? I think sometimes we we have butted heads, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's less so now because I think now we understand each other a lot more. But, you know, uh, 
I say that maybe I'm like type A that I'm always like, you know, no, but how is it going to happen? I need to know. Explain to me how this is going to work. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to know like all the numbers and yeah. all the, all the, everything behind it. I'm like, a lot of the times it is a lot of like, Hey, just trust what I'm going to just trust what, just trust what it is yeah. and just jump in. Yeah. And he's like, no, I need to know what I'm jumping into. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't need to know a lot. Like, you know, the basis of it, right. You know mm-hmm. what the, the mechanics are going to be, you know, what's going to be needed, you know, whatever. And he's like, okay, no, but I need to. And that's the struggle. That's but the struggle. I think, but then again, in every business, that's the struggle. Somebody has to bend. Somebody has to give. Sometimes it's me and sometimes it's him. Sometimes he's like, okay, we're going blind. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Comes out, he's like, that was a lot of money. I was like, I'm sorry. But when you, uh, <laughs> but I think the proof is in the pudding. So I think sometimes when, uh, when I've had doubts and I've, I've kind of questioned and then, you know, I go along, we're like, okay, let's just do, you know, let's just go ahead and finish this. And then when I see the proof at the end, at the end of it, that like what she said, you know, her way of doing things ended up, you know, leading to more business or leading to, you know, a bigger project or something else. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So I, that's where I've kind of recognized, okay, you need to take a step back. Uh, because, you know, one thing and then, you know, one thing, the worst thing you can do to a creative, I think, is like to try to force them into a box because then they're just uninspired. And mm-hmm. so for me, I have to like learn to step back and be like, OK, let her kind of get in her zone, uh, because at the end of the day, you know, it's something that's going to benefit our business and, and us overall. When was the last time something just something that either one of you didn't think was going to work for whatever reason? You're the you're the workhorse or the executor. And you're the visionary, you're the creative, um, and it could be either or. One of you didn't think it was going to work, but it, you just pulled it off, and it was even better than you had anticipated. Like, this is a fantastic blankety-blank, but mm-hmm. oh my God, did it just turn into something I, that nobody expected. <laughs> I think um, the podcast, the podcast that, so me and Juan have a podcast called In the Business with Juan and Angelica. Or Angelica and Juan, we actually fought about the name. Um, <laughs> but the podcast that uh, I launched a couple of years ago called the Latina, uh, the Latina Leadership Podcast. And that one was I, was, I wanted to do a visual podcast. That's what I wanted to do. So I started, I want to buy the equipment. And so I need to buy this road. And he's like, oh my God, $250 for like, you know, this small whatever. Um, and then I was like, but I need the camera and I need the lens. And I need to, he's like, this is expensive for a project that you're doing. It's like, no, it's not. It's fine. We're gonna, I can do it in the pandemic hit, right? We're not seeing anybody. How am I going to do a video podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had all this equipment, and this is my workhorse of my husband, who was like, all right, well, I guess we're doing our own podcast. I was like, damn it. <laughs> so here we are again doing another project together. And I was like, I don't want to just do projects with you. I need to be able to stand alone on my own, and so do you. So I launched mine, and it was actually called, what was the name of it at the beginning, Juan? It was uh, if not uh, you then who? If not you then who? Yeah, it was called if not you then who? And then it had a series on there called the Latina Leadership, and then right. so it switched into the Latina Leadership podcast last year. So it's been about three and a half years, about three years. Last year, out oh, from the very beginning, actually, it, it has its own sponsor, so a small sponsor. Well, this podcast itself has launched into other things that we've been able to do. It's introduces to other people. It's introduces to other uh, a possible options of revenue, actual clients, and so on and so forth. Um, and then last year, we, I had an abundance of amazing co-hosts to join me. And then I wanted to keep it just like that. So I'm including another co-host. Well, anyway, long story short, I remember that pushback that he first gave me from the beginning from that buying the equipment to be able to do this. And I was like, yeah. Juan, you know what? It's either I buy the equipment and I talk to you all day or I talk to a mic. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can hear me all day or you can, yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would say, you know, along with that, I would say it was a, a conference that we did last year. Because she came to me with the idea after the podcast had launched. She'd been, she'd been doing it for three years. And she said, I want to do this conference. And, of course, immediately, you know, the the um, C, the CFO in me was like, uh, what what are the numbers? What's this going to cost? Yeah. Where, where are you trying to do it? She's like, no, I want it in a nice venue. I want to have a nice menu. And I was like, okay. I was just thinking about the dollar signs. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be so expensive. <laughs> uh, but... You know, we kind of like went back and forth at the beginning. And then I was like, you know what? It's probably one of those times where I need to step back. I did that. And then, you know, we ended up we ended up doing great. I think we had more than 200 people at the event. We had sponsors and the event pretty much, you know, we, we it was a successful event. So after that, I was like, OK, you know, that was something that I, I didn't couldn't see the vision. I, I guess I would describe it as like sometimes I, I can't fully see the vision, even though I trust that there's a vision there. And then. I see it come to fruition, and then I'm like, okay, now I know where to plug in. My, now I know where to plug in from a business standpoint, from a development standpoint. Like now I know kind of how to take, how to handle this and and work my my what I do into it. Yeah, I guess what Juan's referenced is the conference we had last year. So it's an entrepreneurship conference we had, um, and I wanted I I've been trying to do it for years, and I finally I was like, okay, this is it's now or never. So we did it, and the feedback. Well, yeah, we had sponsors and all that stuff, but the feedback from the community itself. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a few people, and they were telling me that they had joined the online version of it, and they're still friends with the ladies that they met. And I was like, okay, this is it. That's mm-hmm. why you do it. Yeah, yeah. that's why yeah. I do it. There's, there's, I again, and I'm sure you are too. Um, that you're very. It, it's very obvious that you're in the room and not a lot of people are allowed in that same room. Not a lot of people are invited into that room and you're one of a few, gotcha. right? And you think to yourself, imagine the things that can be created if there were other people. And you start to think, I should have invited so-and-so, I should have brought so-and-so. Those things happen, but you can't manage what other people do, right? You can only manage what you do. That was the conference for me. I had say over what happened or didn't happen. Um, And to be able to hear them say those things and that feedback from them, the attendees, we didn't charge them a cent because I knew it was going to be backed by all the sponsors. So we had to put in our own money from the very beginning. And for Juan, that was the hard part. Mm. It's I had to fund it completely solo on my own and trust that the sponsors were going to come in. Okay, so what is your what would be your tactical advice for, and I'd love to get an answer from both of you, mm-hmm. your tactical advice for somebody who wants to do something like this, who wants to have a conference, maybe it's not 200, maybe it's uh, 100 people or even 50 people, that they want to have some sort of gathering or they want to build a community, um, but the thought of it, the money, mm-hmm. the, the venue, the menu, mm-hmm. the time, you're inviting people, you're, you've never done this before, and there are so many people who have pulled this off, and you're like, oh, well, what? I'm just silly old me. How am I going to do it? What is your advice for, for somebody? Without the network. So we were fortunate enough that we had the ability, that we had the network, that we could send these things to certain people to be able to, to say we might get backed. Okay. Without the network, what I did was we put a form together and we asked everybody who might have been, who might be interested in actually attending a form. Who are you? What do you do? What do you want to know? This already gave me data that I could sell. This already gave me something. This put my entire agenda together based on just this form. Put my, in all of it. I, so it doesn't even matter who I'm talking to. I can, t- like, I don't have to assume 
what they want, what the girls want at the conference. They already told me what they want. I'm just putting it together. It's like, do you want to join me? Do you want to buy in? These are amazing women who you might be able to, and they might be able to give you business in different ways. If you're a larger corporate, you know, organization or corporation, you might be able to tap into talent that you've never seen. And so that, that, that is my one thing is ask whoever you think might want to go, um, whether it's in person or online and just take down notes what they want, because this is going to be like, this is like trading information for money. Like, look, I have information that you want. I might be able to give you something. I'm creating something that is going to work for you and what, you know, benefits whatever it is that you're doing. And this is it. Everything is a tool and how you use it. And money is no different. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's really no different. I mean, look at it this way. Every corporation out there has a corporate social responsibility, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, pillar, part of their business of what they're doing and they they want to give back to the community so yeah. if you can facilitate for them uh and you can visualize for them and so me putting my marketing as the owner of a marketing communications agency i think what i would say is the branding is critical you know and and i think that was one of the things that we did really well is that in terms of our branding um from the beginning not only the look and feel but also the story that we were able to tell our, our sponsors and our partners is uh, taking what was what I think was an ingenious idea of like actually re- asking the community what is it that you want, and then we were able to package that and say to our partners, hey, this is what we're doing. We're not just putting an event together; mm-hmm. we're building an event with the community because they've t- they've told us what they want. And now we're building that, and we're using we're leveraging our partnerships, our relationships to go, to bring this these resources to the community. Um, and then on the branding side, we were able to create you know a look and feel that really told that story and you know, highlighted this was an event for Latinas, by Latinas, and it really, you know, I think all came together. So I think that's what I would say is like, you know, you have to really have a clear purpose and vision of what you want to do and then really commit to the to putting that package, that brand together, telling that story really well so that when you want to bring in other partners, you know, it's a, it's, an, it's a no-brainer for them. It's like, oh, you know what, we already have to, we already want to reach the Latino community or that whatever community it is. They're making it so easy for us to just do that by maybe partnering with them or doing something with this event. We haven't talked about Big Oak Tree Media. We go way back, Juan, yeah. back to a previous <laughs> 10,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you run Big Oak Tree Media, and uh, we met a long time ago when I was in a previous career, and you have managed to sustain when so many people can't even get started mm-hmm. when 90, what is it? 90 something plus percent of small businesses fail within the first year. What is, what do you think if you can go back to when Juan's first, when Juan first started Big Oak Tree, what do you think has been the, the, the key ingredient to operating something successful? You know, I think, I think we've, we've talked about this ourselves uh, often and I think that one of the biggest things for us that I feel that that I attribute are, you know, that we've been able to maintain for such a long time is that, um, you know, we we know what it we've known what it is to struggle <laughs> when we first start when we first met each other, when we first, first got married. I mean, we were two first gen, uh, you know, Mexican-American kids that, you know, that didn't really come from a whole lot of me- a whole lot of means. So we <laughs> we had to figure out our way. I was a journalist back then. 
So you can imagine the salary I was making. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't much, and, and we made it work. And so I think we always had that drive. I always kind of have an idea that I wanted to do business, and I would always tell her, like, oh, what if we do this? What if we do that? And so at one point she was like, either you do it or stop telling me about it. Cause I, <laughs> she's like, because, you, you know, you, and then I was like, you know what? It's right. I'm, I'm in my, I was in my mid-30s. I'm like, I'm not getting any younger. Either I do it now or I'm not going to do it. And I think just having that, like, sometimes I feel like, um, that attitude of like fearlessness almost where you're just kind of like, you know what, let's jump in. If we fail, you know, we'll, we're that's the worst fail. that can happen. We're poor already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is, um, there's something Alex Hormozy talks about. Um, and that's the five stages of entrepreneurship and it's the, um, uninformed optimism. Anything mm-hmm. is possible. Oh my God, I want to rule the world. Right. There's the uninformed pessimism, which is, the business world punching you in the face and then kicking you when you're down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's the valley of despair when all hope is lost. Yeah. And mm. he says that's where most everybody fails, taps out, goes back into the nine to five or whatever, starts mm-hmm. another thing. He goes, if you get through the valley of despair, there is the informed optimism followed by the informed pessimism. So the informed pessimism is like, okay, I made it through that. I know what it takes and I'm going to do it. But I know that um, a recession's coming. Mm-hmm. Or I know that January is the slowest time of the year. So I know based on past lack of performance or past performance that I know this is going to happen. So now I can prepare accordingly. Yeah. And let me so, tell you, we've been through all those phases. <laughs> <laughs> what, was your, what was your first valley of despair is, is, is what I want to know. Like, how did oh, you gosh. overcome it? <laughs> well, I think I think like for many business owners, one of the biggest ones was the pandemic. I mean, we yeah. we went into the pandemic. You know, we were starting a year, and and we were, had like projections that we were like, oh, we're headed in, a, in an upward um, trend. We're we're probably going to end the year really well. We had just rented uh, a space out. Yeah, we just had a month before the pandemic. We had mm-hmm. just rented a space. We had furniture. Yeah, we had somebody who was working. We had a partner. We had somebody who was working under them. We we had it. Like yeah. we had it. Yeah. We had like plans and then the pandemic happened and then, you know, we figured out like everybody else, like we, thankfully a lot of our clients stayed with us, but we did have some that we, you know, were a little bit nervous. And so they had to cut back or, you know, and we, I think we only technically lost one client, but, um, at that point we had to learn how to pivot. You know, we were like, uh, you know, we started adding things that we weren't doing before. Traditionally we were doing like mainly communications and we were doing some marketing, we started adding podcast production. We added community engagement. We added things like that that we mm-hmm. hadn't been offering before um, because people came to us and said, hey, do you think you guys are able to do this? And I said, yes, like we can figure it out. Like we know how we, we if we don't know how to do it. We know people that that um, we can contract to help us. Um, and that's what we've done. And we've been able to expand and, and learn as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kind of think about um, something, a piece of advice that I had heard where somebody said, you can either pay somebody to do it or you can learn how to do it yourself. Now, you can't learn how to do everything yourself. So sometimes you have to pay somebody. Yep. Yeah, but you have to be able to know how to make those decisions. Yeah. When to do it, when to yeah. make it. You quickly mentioned the recession. Um, really quick, I'm completely, um, I'm completely driven by data. So when recession sits, and this is for everybody, if you want to keep, if you want your business to stay afloat, is that you have to understand what, how the recession works and everything gets cut, right? So Lux a lot of traveling, high traveling, um, things become the essentials, right? So we're looking at healthcare. We're looking at try to move into those areas or try to have those conversations with those areas to try to avoid a big hit with the recession. 
if you maintain trying to stay a luxury boutique, um, uh, whatever marketing, you're going to lose clients. So it's, it's, it's not like you can't have it later, but you need to be able to shift and fast. So recessions, a lot of people depend on nonprofits. They do, you know, they want to make sure that they're being fed and their, their health is okay. And maybe they want to be able to like leave for the weekend or something. So that's not going to be overseas. That's going to be within the country. So traveling, a lot of traveling tourists, people of like places that you're never going to travel to. Right. So maybe they will want to travel to like Oklahoma by car. Uh, what's there? The zoo. It's just that mindset of what you do on the daily to be able to pivot. So I think when the recession comes and then at, after the recession, there's always that lux that, that up clients. If you didn't give up during the recession, and I'm not saying like if you can't pay your bills, don't go back to your nine to five. Obviously go back to your nine to five, figure it out. But if you want to be able to stay to like ride out that wave and be able to take lux clients later is learning how to pivot and fast. And I want to go back a little bit if I can just to the yeah. where you asked about the advice because I feel like I gave a very lofty answer. But I think <laughs> from a more tactical stamp, uh, perspective, I would say that um, you know we one of the things that we all did along the way we always look to, to people that had more experience than us mm-hmm. and we look to mentors. We looked, we oh, asked yeah. for help. We, you know, we were like, Hey, you know what? You seem like you're running a successful agency and I have coffee with you. Can you, you know, and that's how our, we got our first office, you know, so our, somebody that I just had coffee with, you know, we met up and we talked, we compared notes and then, you know, she said, Hey, you can sublet at my office. Um, and those types of um, resources and opportunities and people are willing to help you if you just ask. I think those are invaluable, like for a business owner, if you're just starting out to be able to reach out to somebody and say, hey, I need help. Or, you know, I can't tell you the number of times I've been like, I need a lawyer or I need a CPA. Mm-hmm. And I just reach out to a friend of mine that I know has been running a business longer than me. And I say, hey, do you have any referrals? Do you have anybody uh, who can help? Yeah. yeah. And that's such a big that that itself is like a huge help. Personally, and I know we're going on and on and about this because we 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 actually have talked about this on our podcast, but not to the extent that you're asking questions. And this is really really good. So one of the things that I did three years ago before I had started everything was I uh, seeked out a uh, mentor who gave me personal growth that I didn't know I had in me. Um, now he himself he himself had uh, values or he had like aptitudes that I wanted to have myself. He had the patience, he had this, he had that. He was successful. He is successful in his career, yes. But he has a different type of way, the way he moves around a room than I do. And so I wanted You're to- You're talking physical, like physicality, like posturing uh, or, or- He didn't have to move. People came to him. So he did a lot of the back work before he even walked into the room. Are we getting met- metaphysical? <laughs> no, yeah, like no, sort of, kind of, but he knows who he is. And so I was like, how are you so sure of yourself? Mm-hmm. How are you so sure of who you are when you walk into a room? But, I mean, he has years, yes, but people know who he is before you know who he is physically. You heard of him, you heard about him, you know the work he's done, you know whatever. And I was like, and again, still, he's... A very nice person, yes. He still has a, a very um, approachable attitude. Doesn't think like he's not, he's too much or too over, you know, he makes the time, even though he makes big decisions for a big a big company uh, brand, actually. He 
doesn't seem like unattainable, like you can't speak to. And I wanted to be like that. I never wanted to give off the allure that I think I'm too much. And I was like, am I? Probably not, right? Because I am, I'm already, I'm always telling myself, Angelica, you stick with the you're not anybody to like not be able to people physically come and say hi to you, right? Mm. He, again, he's completely different for me, but he had things, qualities that I wanted. So I just, I asked him, hey, um, so can we get on a call like every two weeks just for like an hour and talk? He's like, yeah. And I started like telling him things that I was like, why am I talking to you like you're my therapist? It's like, do you find yourself <laughs> in these situations all the time? He's like, yeah, I do. I was like, oh my God. But he would, he would always tell me, so what's stopping you? And then I was like, and then what? He was like, and then what? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, what, 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 like, keep talking. Like, what do you, what do you want out of life? What do you, and I was like, He's asking me again questions that I never, um, that I never aspired to even answer. Mm-hmm. So seeking a mentor, not just because they're making a million dollars, but because they're guiding themselves in a way that you want to guide. They have uh, things that you want to see in yourself. You want to shine like a star without shining, overshining anybody. You want to be able to walk in a room. People just know who you are. Um, not because you're gonna know but because you treat people right and they're like yeah she's a nice person even if that's the way they know you absolutely it's like yeah there goes angelica she's a nice person she's pretty cool go ask her mm-hmm. yeah and so that's what i wanted and so um thinking a mentor for me was like pivotal not only in my life personally but in the business yeah love it <laughs> and All i right. think the only thing else i would say is just like i think the work itself matters too so i think when you can actually deliver good work people will want to um, tell other people about it. You know, that's so true. And I think you were sharing about that as well. You know, that, that you're seeing that as well, that when you do good work, people are happy to talk about you because they're happy with the work you're doing, whether whatever you're doing. And like, but I think especially in business, yeah, it's about relationships. I mean, it's about how do you make that person feel? Do they trust you? Do they like working with you? Do they like being on a call with you every two weeks? Do they uh, enjoy your company? Do they enjoy the products that you're producing? Like, it all matters. Like it all boils down to the relationship, you know. And I think if you don't if you don't have that relationship, then that's a challenge. That's a huge hurdle to overcome. You know, you said talking to your mentors like therapy. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is almost like some sort of business therapy for me. <laughs> I just uh, love talking about this kind of stuff. I'm a first time business owner, and you all have been rocking and rolling for uh, way longer than I have. Uh, so thank you for coming by the podcast to to talk with me. You've got In the Business, that's the podcast, and then you've got Latina Leadership. The Latina Leadership Podcast, yes. Mm-hmm. That's my baby. And then uh, Big Oak Tree Media is where you can find out and possibly work with Juan and Angelica. And thank you both for uh, joining the podcast today. Oh, this was Gracias. awesome. Thank you for, thank you for having us. And, uh, you know, I think uh, you know, we look forward to seeing continue, continuing to see your growth. Thank you, man.